0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, we're joined by sophomore from the Bowling Green hockey team, Ryan O'Hara. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Ryan, and how's everything going?
1: Uh, it's going well. We're, uh, thanks, Matthew. We're back for a couple of days for Christmas break. Uh, we got RPI coming up in about a week and a half, so I'll, uh, I'll enjoy my stay at home for another couple of days and head back to Bowling Green.
0: Yeah, I feel like you guys have such a short Christmas break because you were one of the few teams that were playing last weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah, we played against Ohio State last weekend, and then we're, uh, we'll are we be back Christmas Day. So we'll be oh, wow. back later in the day on Christmas Day, and we'll practice uh, early boxing Day.
0: Oh, nice. Well, I'm curious to talk a little bit about your team's performance uh, as of now. Obviously, you guys just finished off the first half of your season. Um, how would you evaluate uh, your team's performance as of now? Because I feel like the record doesn't indicate how well you guys played because you're still in the mix uh, to win the CCHA C- this year.
1: Yeah, we've had a we've had a pretty up and down start so far. Um, non-conference we haven't been great and then in conference we've actually we've been a little bit better. Uh so I think overall the team's excited for the second half. We've had a couple of hiccups here and there, but uh you know, the CCHA is clearly clearly there's not a front runner and uh we're in the mix for that number one spot, so we're really excited to, uh, to have a full kind of conference games in uh, the second half.
0: And one thing I've noticed about your team is that you guys perform very well on the road. I'm just curious. What's your team's su- team? What's your the, what's the keys for your team's success on the road? And what's your guys' mindset um, when you guys head into a big road game?
1: Yeah, well, we got we got great staff. We got a, a really good support staff that we go on the road. We leave Wednesday night in a sleeper bus, and, and they set up all our stuff. It's you're you're not really worried about rest or anything on the road. I think they do a great job of accommodating us, getting us good meals. Um, so from a rest standpoint, which a lot of teams run into on the road, I, I think. You know, it feels just like you're at home from a, from a meal and sleep standpoint. And then we kind of look at those road games like any other road games. we've. Uh, I'm not sure if the fans have factored in too much into it, but uh, we've just been lucky to get some success on the road.
0: And personally, you've improved a lot uh, from your freshman year. You already have 14 points this year. Uh, what's been the biggest improvement you think you've made to your game uh, from this offseason to now?
1: Yeah, pretty standard stuff. I got a little stronger, a little faster. And that, that really goes a long way, especially in college hockey uh everyone's everyone's pretty strong everyone's pretty big so to come in sometimes your freshman year you're not as prepared but then I was able to make that jump in my sophomore year and then I've also been playing with uh, really good players who have been helping me out uh on the stat sheet for sure
0: yeah and what's what are some of the things that you work on in the off season to help improve your game because obviously everyone knows about like the workouts that hockey players do to get themselves stronger I'm curious if there's any skill work that you do on the ice that helps improve the shot and stick handling skills that you've possessed so far this year.
1: Yeah, I was a, uh, I was a skills coach in the summer for younger kids. I actually noticed that that helps me probably just as much, if not more as it helps them because I'm spending so much time trying to find reasons, trying to find ways that you can uh, improve your shot, improve your, your hands and stuff. And I think kind of that looking into it and looking at it from a coaching perspective can actually help you a lot more from a player perspective. So I really enjoyed doing that skills coaching.
0: Uh so let's transition now and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to where you are today. Um so doing research on yourself it says that you're from Oakville, Canada. Uh what's it like growing up there and how did you start playing hockey?
1: Yeah, I mean Oakville's right outside Toronto, so uh it's it's like a hockey it's a pretty huge hockey area. It's the biggest hockey area in the world for sure. Um my parents got me into it around 2 or 3 years old. My dad played. Uh, when he was younger, no pro or anything, but he got me into it. And then, you know, just being from the area, everybody plays hockey. Everybody you know plays hockey. It's uh, it's huge, so it wasn't hard to get into it. It wasn't hard to find programs and, uh, and places where I could start off.
0: Did you have a favorite player growing up? Was it was it someone on the Leafs or maybe another NHL team?
1: Yeah, it was Phil Kessel. I loved Phil Kessel. I got his jersey and stuff. So uh, it's been pretty fun to see how he just played a thousand straight games. He just became the Iron Man of the NHL. That was pretty cool. I uh, I really liked him when I was younger.
0: Is it crazy that he's the Ironman of the NHL, given the fact that he has, like, one of the craziest diets I've ever seen from a hockey player with all, like, the junk food that he eats sometimes and then, like, Diet
1: Coke? Yeah, I think it's, a, uh, it's pretty ironic. I think it's pretty awesome for, uh, for him. And, and clearly he's able, you know, the guys talk about his leg pressing and stuff. He's still in shape. But uh, it, it's funny to see the contrast there, how he's, he's played the most straight games. People make fun of his diet all the time.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm a big Bruins fan, and I remember that trade uh, when they traded him to Toronto for Tyler Sagan. And I'm a, I was a big Tyler Sagan fan growing up, so I feel like that's kind of ironic how that works both ways sometimes. Yeah, Oh yeah for sure. Now, um, before college hockey, uh, you played for the Oakville Blades in the OJHL. I'm curious how you got the opportunity to go to that uh, Junior League and talk about your experience there playing for your hometown team.
1: Oakville was, uh, Oakville was amazing. I actually played in the GTHL before that in Mississauga. Uh, and then Tarantino, he was the head coach there. He recruited me. He was a, uh, he was a great guy. He gave it to me very straightforward and, and I was able to find success early there. Um, and in fact, we won our first year. We went all the way to the Nationals. We won the Buckland Cup, the OJHL and the, uh, the Ontario one. So that was, that was a great, I had a, an amazing experience there. The following year, obviously it was COVID. We got shut down, but we were second or third in the league. We were going to compete for the title that year, too. So uh, Oakville, when I was there, it was, it was a really well-run professional organization, and they uh, we knew how to win. That was, the, that was the most important thing.
0: And then you went on to play in the USHL for the Waterloo Blackhawks. I'm curious what made you want to switch junior leagues, and um, how did you get the opportunity to go to Waterloo?
1: Yeah, we figured, you know, the USHL is a step up from the OJ. Um, and not only that, but with uh, with COVID, um, the Canadian leagues weren't playing, or they weren't playing a bunch. So I, I figured it was the perfect time to jump over to the USHL. And uh, and I did, and, and I was very thankful for my time there. It was a good year. Obviously, COVID made it a little more difficult. Um, but I got a lot of development there, and I'm uh, really thankful for the coaches and the players there. It was a, it was a good season.
0: What's the best memory you have uh, with Waterloo?
1: With Waterloo, um, we had a really good game against the Steel. They were obviously a powerhouse team that year. They ended up winning it, and we had a good game at home. We won; I think it was like six five in overtime. Oh, nice. uh, that was really fun. That was a really fun game because you know we obviously there's a lot of players off that team. that are really good.
0: Yeah, I was looking at the roster. They have a ton of first round picks. I know people always look at the NTDP roster as like the factory, but the Steel always have like high end players on their team.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially that year, they had a couple guys that stayed back. They were a uh, they were a strong team, so it was fun to get that win against them at home.
0: Did they have Owen Power that year as well?
1: No, I think he was in the NCAA by that time. They had like Farrell would have been one of their Farrell Coronado. Yeah. A couple other guys don't. I think they were, uh, they had a real good team for, I think they won it that year. Pretty sure.
0: Now, how did the USHL help prepare you for college hockey? Cause obviously you're going against those high end players like we talked about, but then you're also going against other division one commits. So that must be very useful transitioning to college hockey cause you know what it's like to play against those guys.
1: Yeah, USHL, especially that year, was a was a really good league, um, especially because that year a lot of guys stayed back because the NCAA didn't even play as many games. A lot of guys came over from major junior, uh, from the WHL. So it was a uh, it was a really good league that year, and I think it really helped me prepare well. Um, just the level, just overall the level of skill and, and the level, even the guys how strong they were. Um, it's as close as you can get to NCAA, in my opinion, without a uh, without actually being there.
0: Now, talk about your recruitment process to Bowling Green. How did that go for yourself, and what made you want to go to Bowling Green versus other schools you might have looked at, and what made you want to take the college hockey route versus maybe going to juniors?
1: Yeah, well, well like a lot of guys at college hockey, I was a late bloomer. So uh, so I wasn't – I mean, I got drafted like 11th round to Kitchener. I wasn't really uh, – the OHL wasn't really the route that I was going to be able to go. Um, And then I started looking at college hockey as soon as I started playing with Oakville, and it just worked out well that – I had a good start. I had some interest from a few teams, and Bowling Green was for sure the team that stood out. Um, from a coaching standpoint, from the, the place, it's a it's a great place to play hockey. And it's a great place to go to school. It's a great combination, and uh, that's kind of what made me choose it is that, you know, it's a, it's a great program, and they have great support programs around it too.
0: And what was, like, the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Uh, was it the speed of the game, the physicality, or just the decision-making that you have to have uh, since it's a lot faster?
1: I would say it's for sure the, the speed of the game. The game's played very fast. It's not always played very structured or very, uh, you know, it's for sure a different game than the OHL or even the NHL. It's it's just, it's fast, it's it's uh, aggressive, and you always have to have your head up because there's, uh, there's always a guy coming at you, right? There's always, there's guys work really hard in that league, so, so you always got to be prepared for a guy to, to beat you or to, to come at you with speed.
0: Now, talk about your freshman year. Unfortunately, your team came up short to Bemidji State in a hard-fought series in the quarterfinals, but um, how have you used that series for this season, and what did you take away from your freshman year overall, especially since you guys had a ton of new players coming into your team?
1: Yeah, freshman year was good. Obviously, we had like eight or nine freshmen that year, so uh, it was an adjustment standpoint for sure, and I think those older guys, we still have a lot of the most of our older guys from that year on our team. Um, they really helped us kind of come in and, and understand the league, and and gave us a good support system. You know, I was able to go out there and play a little more free. We were able to rely on those old guys a little more. Unfortunately, we came up short, but uh overall, I was really thankful for that freshman year. I think it helped prepare me for uh, for my success now.
0: And what's it like playing in the CCHA? Obviously, it's more known as a gritty or elite conference than some of the other ones in the NCAA, but I feel like it's an underrated conference because you see teams like Minnesota State um beating teams like Minnesota, especially since Minnesota has all those talented players.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's an old league. It's a great league. Like, like I talked before, it's a, it's fast and it's, it's hard. So every night you got to be prepared to, uh, that it's going to be a battle. There's not going to be a ton of time and space out there. The guys are going to be on you all the time. Um, but I think that really helps prepare you as a player, especially as a forward, as a smaller forward. Um, you know, always making sure that you're making quick plays, strong plays. That's the most important thing. And, and the CCHA will, uh, it'll prepare you well for that because there's a lot of big, strong guys running around.
0: Now, how have you balanced both hockey and academics in college? Cause that seems like such a, in my opinion, it's hard to balance academics sometimes, but I feel like being a hockey player must be tough to balance both. Um, how do you do it? What's your secret?
1: Yeah, we got, I mean, the secret is our, uh, our support team. We have a, we have our coaches take academics seriously and we have more than enough, um, resources to go to if you're, if you're struggling academically, you know, the, the professors are great. The, the class is well set out. It's um, it's not hard to do well because they make it. They give us a lot of resources and a lot of places you can go if you are struggling. So we're really thankful for that here.
0: Now speaking of the coaching staff, what's it like playing under Coach Ty Engner and uh, what have you learned from him so far and during your time in college hockey?
1: Yeah, it's it's been great so far. Um, you know, he's a guy he connects with his players well, and uh, he's uh, he's very personable, and I think that's really important. Is uh, is how personable he is, especially with each of his players. He he understands the struggle the struggles that we might have and uh he's able to relate them to us and kind of help us overcome them um you know he's hard on us for sure but he does understand the grind and uh he understands ways that we can improve even when it seems like it's a it's a really hard game
0: now what are your team's goals and expectations uh, for the second half of the season
1: yeah we want to we want to win these, the ccha and you know, all it's that's uh it's clearly open and, uh, we have a lot. We have one more non-conference series against RPI that it's all conference games. So we're really excited going down the stretch to see what we can do there.
0: So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment. We're asking some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. Uh, so first one is, uh, what music do you like to listen to?
1: Uh, country music.
0: Any go-to artists specifically like Morgan Wallen or Thomas Ratt?
1: Yeah, like Morgan, probably Morgan Wallen, Thomas Brad, like Nate Smith. He's another guy I really like. He's a smaller guy. Uh, Larry Fleet, a couple guys like that.
0: Uh, did you enjoy uh, Morgan Wallen's new like um, single or EP uh,
1: when he released those three new songs? Because I thought that was, those all three of those songs were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they were cool. We're uh, He's coming through Toronto next year, so we're trying to get some tickets to watch him when he comes through.
0: I heard those tickets are very
1: hard to come, come by for, to. Yeah, they're crazy. They're like, you got to get pre-sale, and uh, there's a whole process you got to go through.
0: Well, I hope you guys get those tickets, because um, I heard he puts on a good concert. Yeah, yeah, he does, I'm sure. Now, what is your favorite TV show to binge watch
1: um, on the road? I just started Yellowstone, so uh, I'm a little late to it. I know most people are already on a, a couple seasons in at least, but I just started that, so I'm excited to uh, to keep watching it.
0: Uh which teammate at Bowling Green has the best style off the ice besides yourself? <laughs>
1: um it's a good question. I'll go with uh I'll go with Barber. He's got he's got sneaky good style, I think. Um he's always got a new sweater, new new shirt or something like that.
0: Now, who is the funniest on the team?
1: Uh I'll go with Parker. I think Parker's pretty funny. He's quietly funny.
0: And then uh what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week?
1: This week? Wow. Um I I, I like keeping up with the Elon Musk Twitter stuff. I think that's uh that's pretty crazy to me to like put a poll out about stepping down as CEO. I always uh I like looking at that stuff. That stuff interests me for sure.
0: I guess for me it's probably the just the whole World Cup stuff. I just thought that was pretty interesting. Like how everyone in the world was into it and to see Messi win his first um World Cup was pretty cool. And it definitely got me into soccer because I thought that was a very fun game to watch.
1: Yeah, actually, that's a good point. And Messi was, uh, that was awesome seeing him. I was, uh, I was happy he won that for sure.
0: Now, final non hockey question is if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, um, who would it be and why? I'll
1: go with Phil Castle. <laughs> what was, what uh, would you guys, uh, what would you guys eat at that, uh, lunch? Uh, you want to say hot, everyone wants to say hot dogs, but maybe <laughs> he doesn't even like hot dogs, who knows, but, uh, We'll go with hot dogs. I just
0: remember there was someone on the 2010 Olympic team that had a story about like I forgot maybe it was Ryan Whitney, but he was talking about like how they're like watching the women's gold medal game and he was just eating like hot dogs like all the time before <laughs> during that game. I just thought that was pretty funny, so I think that's where it started from. Yeah, that's probably it. then. so for sure we have a couple of dogs in Now getting back to some hockey questions, the first one is: uh, What advice would you give to the younger fan or the younger people that are listening to this pod about? Advice on what it takes to get to the Division One level where you are today.
1: Yeah, uh, I would probably say just have fun and don't compare yourself. That's kind of, as soon as the fun leaves the game, that's kind of when, when players start to go downhill. You always have to keep the game fun, however that is for you. Whether that's competing hard or playing, so you got to play your way. And then obviously don't compare yourself, you know. Um, everyone grows in their own ways. Clearly, as a college player, you know, most of us got missed out on by uh, OHL teams or whatever there and uh so you kind of just got to enjoy your own journey and then have fun along the way
0: now for all the bowling green fans that are listening to this what message do you have to them about the second half of the year
1: uh get ready for some fun you know we got a lot of home games up and down the stretch we got a lot of home games the next few weeks so uh the team's really excited and we hope the fans are excited too
0: yeah a lot of cool barns in the ccha what's your favorite one to play in obviously besides your home run
1: uh yeah i really like ours uh Obviously Minnesota State has a really good barn too. Bemidji has a good Michigan Tech actually. Probably Michigan Tech and, and Minnesota State would be my two favorites. I
0: heard Michigan Tech
1: has some of the rowdiest stuff, uh, fans um in in college hockey. Yeah, they do. We go down there for like their winter carnival, their winter festival, whatever it is, and they uh those are fun. Those are sold out crowds, so they're really cool there.
0: Now, do you have any shout outs you want to give to any of your teammates, family members, friends, uh or just um, anyone in particular, feel free to say whatever you want during this time. Uh, the floor is all yours.
1: Oh, no, not too much. Just appreciate you having me on, Matthew. Thanks.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Ryan. I really do appreciate your time. It means a lot to myself. Um, wishing you nothing but the best uh, for the next uh, set, for the rest of your time with Bowling Green and in the second half of this season. And I know big things are coming for you and your team. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. <laughs>
1: We dance am cheap